and welcome to a new episode of the Pets at Home Kitten Podcast, the podcast that takes genuinely frequently asked questions from members of our VIP Puppy and Kitten Club and puts them to our panel of experts who've got some amazing advice on an array of kitten-related topics. I'm Kate Cornish, editor of My VIP Magazine, which is the customer magazine for Pets at Home. And joining me today is... Dr. Samantha Butler-Davis, who is from Vets for Pets, and she is their Veterinary Clinical Services Manager. Sam, have I just got your name and job title right? Have I nailed it? You've absolutely nailed it, Kate. I think that's actually the first time I've done that. And also joining me is Claire Gavin, who is the Director of Creative Development and Innovation at Pets at Home. Hello, Claire. Hi there, Kate. So thank you for both joining me. This episode is all about Christmas. Hurrah! So as we all know, Christmas is a great time for family. It's also a great time for getting a cold. So please do excuse my um my uh my uh, voice today. And also, Sam, you're feeling a bit, little bit poorly as well. So yeah, we we are battling through to bring you this uh, joyous, festive, fun podcast. So. Christmas is a great time for family, friends and our pets. And to ensure it's a fun, healthy and stress-free celebration for all, we've put together this episode to help prevent festive faux pas, such as your kitten destroying the Christmas tree, making sure you give your kitten the right festive feast. And so without further ado, let's don our Christmas jumpers, grab an eggnog and crack on. One for you, Dr. Sam. Are festive houseplants toxic to kittens? Yes, is the simple answer. Um, there's quite a list. But the, the biggest one to look out for, because it's actually it's so common at Christmas, I've, I've seen them in the shops already, is yeah. poinsettia. It's the plant that looks looks more like a, a, a you know a shrub than a flower. It's got green the red leaves. One. The red the red one. One. Yeah, red and green leaves, because it looks like Christmas. Um, but also very highly attractive to cats. And if they munch on it, it can cause drooling, vomiting, tummy upset. Um, so... Really, my ideal would be to say don't have one of these in the house if you've got a kitten. Um, if, you, if you absolutely want to have one, then, then pop it somewhere where they really, really can't get access to it. Um, and up, you know, obviously kittens can climb, so up high yep. not be it. I was going to say, where where is that? Because they, they can get on mantelpieces, they could climb up curtains, just, just don't have one. I would say don't have one. Um, and there, like I say, there, there is other things. Um, I don't know, Kate, if we can pop a list at the bottom of the yeah. podcast recording, but um, I can rattle off a very quick, rapid list for everyone that's listening. Um, there'll be no surprises, really. Mistletoe, holly, amaryllis. Um, I used to get an amaryllis every year from my mum, and I had to say, please stop giving me an amaryllis um, because my cats can't, you know, I've got, got I've got cats, I've had kittens obviously, and uh, that's not very good for them. But one I'd really like to give a shout out to as well is lilies. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. Lilies are so often associated with Easter, but actually they're around at Christmas too. And they are highly toxic to kittens and cats. So I would, in, in that respect, I would say just don't ever have lilies in your house. If you've got a kitten or a cat, check mm. any bunches that you get you know there are sometimes one or two hidden in most bunches take them out um you can't you can't just remove bits of it the whole lily is toxic to kids yeah i've yeah i've heard awful stories of um sorry to uh, start off this festival <laughs> on such a, a downer but you know it's very important you know the, the, these are like these tiny little sort of benign sounding things that are actually incredibly important if you are a kitten owner yeah i, I actually um had a case 
once of uh, it was a little kitten who was who was presented for spaying. So, gosh, she was about 16 weeks old. Um, and when I was admitting her in the morning, I noticed that she had um, some yellowing on her face. And I, I obviously asked a couple of questions of the owner and she said, oh, yes, she loves to snuffle the lily plants, um, which obviously was a was a big alarm bell for me. Um, luckily for that particular kitten, this was a fresh Lily literally that morning that she'd just discovered. Um, obviously, I advised the owner that lilies are very toxic. Um, we had to cancel the spaying for that day and we admitted the kitten um, and she had to have some very, very intensive uh, therapy. And she was with us for at least a week um, as we tried to tackle the effects of, of lily toxicity because it actually has quite an impact on their kidneys. Now, in this particular kitten's case, Luckily, she was okay. She pulled through. She was strong. But other, you know, others are not so lucky. And what can often happen is that owners aren't actually aware that their cat is um, eating bits of the lily or sniffing the pollen. So it's, it's. I just really want to make a big shout out about lilies that just, just you know, don't have them in the house at Christmas or Easter or any time of the year. Gosh, that's so lucky, Sam, that you actually noticed that because that could have been that could have been very very tragic and for that poor little kitten so it is such a massive deal isn't it I mean if you're in any doubt about any plant house plant or um flower in your house just whip it away until you've done your research and are there any signs that kitten owners can look out for what can Mm -hmm. they do it's an interesting question I mean if you if you have had lilies in your house and you weren't aware and obviously you notice any of that yellow pollen on their face that that is a medical emergency right um unfortunately the signs if you start seeing them you're looking at things where they've already got potentially significant kidney damage so we're talking there about drinking excess water um urinating more feeling very very subdued they might be off their food um and and we are at unfortunately danger point by that point for young kittens um so you know it's just don't have them in the first place i'm doing that mean thing again aren't i you know no there's nothing there's nothing mean about it just don't buy (laughs) lilies it's either kittens or lilies it's either or it is Um, in fact that's an absolutely fair comment kate you're absolutely right if you have cats or kittens you can't have lilies okay so how can we can we still enjoy festive fireworks without scaring our kittens you know, fireworks at any time of the year can be very, very scary for kittens, cats. And I'm going to mention puppies and dogs here. Sorry to any pure cat and kitten owners, but I have to do it. But be aware that there could well be fireworks at Christmas. Yeah. So it's the same, you know, preventative things we talk about for fireworks day. One thing I've started to say to people is keep a check on your local Facebook community group. People will start to say whether they're having fireworks. Yeah. Post yourself. Uh, is anyone doing fireworks at Christmas? Um, you know, as it gets dark, which is obviously going to be early, make sure your windows and doors are closed so your kitten can't get outside and get scared. Create a den, um, have some calming music on, um, and always, always have a pheromone diffuser running as well. And if I can at this stage, actually throughout the festive period, have that pheromone diffuser running because it's all a bit bit strange for kittens and cats. Um, yeah. You know, lots of people coming and going, and especially this year because this year, hopefully, we get to see everybody um, at Christmas. Um, and so, just make sure your kitten's got somewhere safe to hide away in, little den, get the pheromone running, and you should have a nice, smooth, calm Christmas. Okay, so how can you? These are that you're talking about the plugins, aren't you? I can't mention any brand names, but we will put some notes in the show notes. So you, you plug them in, and and I guess I didn't realise when I first started using them, 
you have to plug them in sort of like 24 hours beforehand. You can't just plug them in and expect them to work. Even a little bit earlier than that, to be honest. I mean, I yeah. So at fireworks, we talk about sometimes up to a month before. Wow. Just your kit and your cat used to the fact that that whole area is a safe place and it's to them, it smells great. Not a particular smell, the pheromone yeah. is working. It's magic. So Christmas time, you know, 1st December pop that diffuser in um and if you've been running it actually since pre uh fireworks keep it running all the way through um you know but definitely all of december i would say and through new year because obviously fireworks at new year and there's just lots of things happening in the house at christmas so just keep them nice and chilled that's great advice i didn't know that you could just keep them running that's oh yeah that's really interesting yeah some people actually have it running all year round if they've got a particularly nervous stressful cat or kitten um you know we've talked before haven't we if you're getting a new kitten to pop one in so they're a fantastic thing to use they really really are Okay, so also guesting this episode is a regular visitor to the Kitten Podcast, uh, James Headley, who is the owner of Lovely Penny, the little kitten. Um, We've had lots of stories about her before in in previous episodes. But James, you got a story to tell us about Penny, Penny the adorable kitten, and last year's Christmas tree in your house. Over to you, James. Well, what can I say? I mean, she was a massive, uh, a massive fan of the Christmas tree last year. It did cause us quite a few issues. So once it was up, obviously uh, my partner and I introduced Penny uh, to the Christmas tree, but it was literally the second she saw it, it was she was straight over to it. What did you do to keep her out of the room? Were you just distracting her? Did you just shut her out? Was she like desperate to get back in or was one of you with her and one of you trying to put the tree up? Well, I was actually putting the tree up at the time. My partner was in, in the other room with Penny. Uh, bearing in mind, Penny is a kitten or was a kitten at, the, at that stage. So we did spend quite a lot of time with her. So she would find it quite odd if we just kind of locked her out of a room. So we thought it was best for my partner to, to sit with Penny whilst I sorted out the tree. Yeah. And then, to be honest, we didn't know what to expect. I kind of hoped she'd walk in the room and just not think anything of it. But <laughs> that certainly now, wasn't the case. So she comes in the room, sees the tree. <gasps> Playtime! Basically, yeah. I mean, her, her eyes light up. She literally looks at this tree and goes, well, that is just a really big climbing frame, isn't it? To be honest, she first looked at it. She played around with a couple of the baubles, which I didn't, you know, we, we weren't too fussed about. We knew she was going to tap a few baubles mm-hmm. at the bottom. That didn't seem to be an issue. Uh, but then all of a sudden she went to the base of the tree and then saw, ah, hold on a minute. I can actually climb this. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> before you know it, she's halfway up the tree. And then we're thinking, now, what do we do? So obviously we don't want her on the tree uh, for, for obviously various reasons. So we decided to pull her, pull her down. But honestly, it was like a magnet. The second the second you took her down, she wanted to go back up, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so what we thought, we just, you know, trying to condition her, we used to try and pull her off, say no, and then all of a sudden she'd be back up there. But we did that several times, I think to the point where she probably got worn out. Uh, so she did actually stop. Uh, so we're like, great, I think we've, we've, uh, we're getting somewhere here. But then the second you kind of relax, you know, for a couple of minutes, you start watching a bit of TV, you know, a penny, obviously, uh, she might be focused on something else. All of a sudden, you know, you know, their attention spans obviously very low. She's back up there. This was this was day one. I mean, you know, we, we didn't know what we were going to do over Christmas. Um, but to be honest, we didn't even get to day two, Kate, because <laughs> because uh, I turned my back. She was actually back back down. And all of a sudden I see her kneeling on a 
back legs and she's trying to bite or did bite uh, one of the fairy lights. I, he- I hear a crunch and all of a sudden the lights all go off, <laughs> which is obviously not good. So at that point we thought, well, do you know what? We'll just take the tree down because this really isn't working because, you know, there's one thing having the tree up, but obviously she's, she's still very young. We wanted to spend time in the lounge and I don't think it was fair on Penny uh, to be kind of kept out of that room when that was kind of a safe room. So we, we took the tree down and then what we decided is nearer Christmas, we'll just put it up on Christmas Day and thought we could manage that. The lights had already gone, so there was no issue with the lights. It was just the fact that, yes, yeah, she did probably climb up it once or twice. We tried to make sure there wasn't any glass baubles or anything like that that could break. And to be honest, the tree came down on Boxing Day. Oh, right. OK, so your tactic was literally we can't not have her in the room with a tree. So we're basically not having a tree. <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, and I guess it's where you're going to have your tree, isn't it, Kate? We could have we could have put it in a different room, but yeah. the layout of our house was very open plan. So we just wouldn't be able to like keep on keep on track of where she is and what she's yeah. doing. So unfortunately, that was the decision we made. So we'll have to see what happens this year. So Claire, how do we kitten proof our Christmas tree? Well, that is a challenge, Kate, to be honest with you. I mean, really and truly, it's probably better to keep a kitten out of the room that you've got your tree in. But if you are determined determined to take up the challenge, we would recommend putting a Christmas tree in an open space where there are no potential launch pads that a kitten could climb on to uh, throw itself at the tree because trees with all their sparkly bits and pieces are just so enticing. What you can also do is um, affix some thin wire or fishing line to to the tree and actually attach it to either the ceiling or the wall. I would just be really, really careful there aren't any chairs or tables or shelves nearby. And there are some things that you can do to just detract cats from trees. I mean, they don't like the feel of tinfoil. So you can put some tinfoil around the base of the trunk. I mean, you don't really want them eating it, but they shouldn't like it enough to do that. I mean, I think it goes without saying that things like nasties, like artificial snow spray contains really horrible chemicals. And I think, I mean, I'm sure that a kitten can't crack into a snow globe, but I've heard that snow snow globes can sometimes contain antifreeze, which is (laughs) highly toxic to cats. So uh, from a vet's perspective, antifreeze, go. Absolutely toxic to cats. One tiny lick of antifreeze can actually result in very dire consequences for your kitten or your cat. Um, so you're absolutely right. Some snow globes do contain it. So be careful where you have them because we like we know that kittens like to push things off the side um, and then they'll walk through their little paws with it. And actually antifreeze has got a very attractive taste to cats, which is, is, is quite distressing. But outside of the whole Christmas element or in winter as well, you might be topping up your car with antifreeze. So be very careful where you store it. And if any drops on the floor outside clean it up straight away and wash the whole area down it's it's something that vets across the country now will be on high alert for um yeah. to, to check for anything that's happening and so if you do you know if you notice that your kitten has, has even touched any at all please call your vet straight away can i give my kitten a wrapped present sam let's go to you first you can uh you know kittens love to scratch around on paper um i would say the best thing to do for a kitten here is you can actually get like um brown just brown wrapping paper you know it's it's like parcel paper paper, 
doesn't look that exciting, but it's really crunchy and they can really get into it and rip at it. So you can do that. Just don't even don't don't sellotape. They don't need sellotape. Just wrap it and tuck the corners in. Um, and if you put something like a catnip mouse in there or a catnip fishy, anything catnippy, they'll go nuts for it. Um, so it's going to look boring to you because it won't look very pretty and Christmassy, but to a kitten, best thing ever. Um, so you don't need to put any strings on it. Avoid that. No sellotape. You can even like scrunch it up in it. And then it's like two toys in one. Fantastic. Yeah. I would advise that um, all presents are not put under the tree until the very last moment because the kitten will just want to investigate. Um, but yeah, of course you can give them a rat present. I mean, if it's a ball, a, a rat ball will probably roll around as well so it can be batted around. Actually, if you've got a small present for your cat that could be in a big gift bag, um, it's maybe a cardboard gift bag, the cardboard gift bag itself will probably be the best present that the, the kitten gets when it goes climbs into the bag itself. That could be a great fun Christmas, entertaining for everybody in the family, as well as the kitten who gets to explore lots and lots of goodies. I mean, we, we sell things like mixed packs um, of m- many different toys, and they're great because they inspire different behaviours in the kitten and help its cognitive development. If you were to get rid of the packaging and just pop them loose into a big gift bag, and I mean big, as in much bigger than your, your kitten is, um, actually, you can encourage your kitten to crawl into it. And uh, if you put it on its side, they can access all these lovely different toys and they can have fun in the bag as well. It becomes a hidey hole for them. Give us a rundown of um, the kind of toys that are on offer and the kind of toys that a particular kitten with a particular play preference would prefer. Well, we've got so many fun things and there are so many in the market as well. I think what's really important is to give your kitten um, a variety of different types of toys. So, for example, we have um, a a Santa who is a vibrating Santa. So you just pull pull him out and he jiggles along across the floor. And that's great fun for chasing. We've got a really cool crinkle Christmas Santa hat, which is perfect for snuggling and um, and tunneling in hours of entertainment. And if your kitten likes bigger toys, we've got a uh, fluffy bottle of Prosecco, which is like a kicker toy. So that's really fun. Again, interacting with them, you could use one of our super long chevron teasers, super long so that your kitten can bounce and uh, bounce and catch the teaser and you are safely at a distance where it can't catch and scratch your hands. And then probably I've got to say, Kate, I mean, we, we do loads of these uh, scrunchy toys and they're, they're only just like pocket money toys, which cats love. Um, but my favourite, favourite product that we've done this year and the buyer's done an amazing job on it is our Christmas dinner on a rope. And all of these tiny weenie toys have catnip in them. So they've got a bell. We've got a solid catnip Christmas pudding with a carrot, a drumstick, some peas in a pod, a sprout, and even a pig in blanket. So they've got their whole Christmas dinner as a toy, all joined to a rope, which is fantastic fun for them. Okay, so Christmas is a time for stuffing our faces. There's food all over the house at Christmas on every surface available. So 
Our festive snacks and treats that we love this time of year, dangerous for our kittens, Samantha. Yes, some of them can be. Um, one of the watch outs, this might seem a little bit strange, is actually gravy that you've made, especially oh. if you've made it with any onion base to it. Um, you know, I know some people, myself included, when I cook the turkey, I pop some onions underneath the turkey and that's the base for my gravy and garlic as well, um, both yeah. of which would be toxic to uh, kittens so don't be tempted to add any of your own gravy to their dinner as a treat don't let them lick the pan and obviously you can also be tempted to give them a mini christmas dinner that can also happen sometimes whilst a lot of the foods there aren't actually specifically toxic it's a complete change to their diet and it can be very upsetting for their tummy so you know this is gonna sound really sad but kittens don't know it's christmas and they're not going to miss if they don't get a Christmas meal. They've had their catnip mousy or fishy or toy in their brown paper. They're probably still there with it, to be brutally honest. Yeah. Um, but it's always best just to avoid human-based Christmas treats. Now, there are loads available in the shops this time of year that are totally pet safe. And that's absolutely fine in moderation. It's the same, same, same message we have to give ourselves at Christmas. Everything is fine in moderation. Pet safe treats absolutely fine great and um claire um i'm sure you've got some suggestions for some kitten friendly treats that you can give your little adorable little bundles of fluff this christmas what have you got on your list oh there's lots of great things that we can do to involve them cats love freeze-dried cheese you can get that in uh in pets at home so it might be that uh, you want to treat your cat to a little christmas dinner just like you're going to do yourself and actually a little freeze-dried cheese whilst you're having your cheese course. Um, maybe some lickable turkey tubes would be fun. Um, cats just love to lick from the tubes and, and um, turkey flavour, delicious. We've got some meaty chicken stars or um, duck stars. And, you know, for after dinner, how about a little yummy catnip mouse? Oh, lovely. Sorry. Lickable turkey tubes and meaty stars. <laughs> what a Christmas. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. There's some great things, real great stocking fillers. So, Sam, what about what about turkey? Can we feed them if it's just some nice plain cooked turkey? Can you give them give a kitten turkey? You can give them a little bit as a treat, you know, a little sliver. I'm right. so mean, aren't I? These poor kittens wanting their Christmas meal. Yeah, I'm just trying. What? <laughs> How big is that sliver? Like a, an inch worth? Like yeah, I'll, I'll allow that. Um, but it's got what I would say is just pop it with their normal food. So it's just with their normal foods. They're they're munching the normal food. They can have a little treat on top. Okay, um, I'm trying to avoid a tummy upset here. Um, right. You don't want that at Christmas at all. I think that's the worst thing, isn't it? You think you're being mean by not giving them anything. I mean, you're like, you know, you're sitting there and they're like sitting there staring up at you and you think you're being cruel, but you're not being cruel. You're actually being kind, you know, just because they want it doesn't mean it's good for them. Exactly. Really sorry all kittens around at Christmas this year, but and, and owners listening can blame me. They can tell their kittens it's my fault. What about drinks? Uh, I'm sure that any intelligent human being would know not to give kittens or any animal alcohol. Yes, please. Please don't or do that. Cats. What about milk? I mean, th th there is there's a little bit of controversy about giving cats and kittens milk, isn't there? Yeah, you shouldn't be giving your kitten or cat dairy milk. 
that's not okay for them. Um, basically, they're effectively lactose intolerant. Um, right. So that's that's why to avoid that. There are some commercially available kitten cat milks, which are okay if your kitten or cat is used to having some. It's like anything. We've got a little bit of a theme, haven't we, through all of our podcasts. If you're ever yeah. giving anything new, any new food, changing your diet, you've got to do it slowly. Um I guess it's about the, the turkey at Christmas. So if your kitten has been having some kitten milk, that's okay. But don't just suddenly introduce it as an addition to their diet, because again, you could get an upset tummy. Claire, um, is there anything available in store uh, that's an alternative to um, dairy, to cow's milk then, that we can give our kittens? Yeah, I mean, we do sell goat's milk, but also if your kitten's over six months old, you really should try our pickles, Milky Mice. They are super cute, um, mouse-shaped um, little cartons, and they're full of yummy, different flavoured milks. They are um, lactose-free. There's no artificial flavours or colourings, and there's some calcium in uh, in the content to support teeth and bone growth as well. So that's that's a good one. And finally. It's been a big day. Your kitten's probably happily exhausted from all the stimulation, excitement and play. We're all fast asleep in front of the Christmas film. Uh, we've, we've stuffed our faces. We've had a lovely day. What do we do to sort of make them calm and cosy and go to bed? Well, there are lots of different shaped beds that um, will appeal to cats. So whether they want a little donut whether they want an igloo with a hood. Some cats just naturally would prefer to have um, an, an igloo where they can snuggle inside. Um, there are beds that you can um, unzip a wheat sack um, and pop that in the microwave and then pop it back in the bed so it's super warming. All I would say is with these, like with anything that's microwaved, sometimes you can get hot spots. So do, once you've microwaved it, only do it for the time recommended on the label and then just feel it to make sure that it's not too hot or there are no hot spots. Certainly our baby B range has a number of them and there are safety warnings. That's what, what we just need to make, make people aware of. Um, you'd be surprised at, at how easy it is to overheat these things. Yeah. Then there are beds that have um, a layer inside them, almost like foil, I guess. It reflects the heat from the cat's body and the kitten's body back out to them to keep them them warm. Um, you can get memory foam beds that will gently mould um, around them as they get heated up. Uh, Kate, I must tell you about a couple of cave options that would be perfect for a kitten as well. And of course, before I do that, we mustn't forget radiator beds. I mean, kittens and cats love to be close to a warm radiator. So you can get some lovely faux sheepskin and real sheepskin radiator beds. They so just clip over the radiator super cozy in fact i could fancy one myself now <laughs> in terms of caves uh, one really popular type of bed at the moment is a felted woolen uh, cave almost like a ball with a hole in the cat can can climb into if you've got a cat bed or a kitten bed that's made with real wool it has a natural lanolin um, presence in there, which cats love the scent and taste of. And a natural fabric like wool will keep them cool in the summer and super warm in the winter. So those are really great. I thought it was also worth mentioning that there's tech coming into cat beds now. So uh, there's a, a company called Pet Kit and um, they sell um, a smart, cozy bed. It's 
a hard structure, but it has infrared sensors within it and a soft pad inside, and it monitors the amount of sleep that your cat has. Um, and there's seven temperatures to choose from. So you, you operate it from your um, phone on an app and it, you can make it cozy or cool, depending on um, what conditions, you know, you know, your cat, you know what your kitten likes. Um, and they're quite fun as well. And on that note, it only leaves me to say thank you so much to my guests, Claire Gavin. Director of Creative Development and Innovation at Pets at Home. Thank you, Claire. Happy Christmas. Oh, thank you too, Kate. Happy Christmas to you too. See you soon. And Dr. Samantha Butler-Davis, thank you for your, your veterinary expertise. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, listeners, if you're stuck for an idea of what to get your kitten for Christmas, keep your eyes peeled in store for the Pets at Home Christmas gift guide, which uh, should be in stores now as we are recording this and uh, celebrate safely. We've got lots of brilliant pet friendly festive gifts and treats as well as accessories to make your kitten feel as safe and comfortable throughout the Christmas season as possible. So pop into store or uh, go to uh, petsathome.com online. And we, of, of course, who doesn't want to see pictures of kittens? We would love to see your kitten pics and videos. So please share them and tag us on Instagram with at Pets at Home UK and over on Twitter we are at Pets at Home. And if you're not already a member, then why not join the Pets at Home VIP Puppy and Kitten Club? You could join the club via the Pets at Home app, which is free to download. And by doing so, you will join millions of um, other pet owners who are getting expert advice through their puppy or kitten's first year. And in addition, um, there's more, there's more. In addition to the advice and tips, you'll also get 10% off your first shop Plus, every swipe of your VIP card raises funds for an animal charity of your choice. And um, we send you quarterly updates to let you know how much you've raised. And to date, I mean, this is amazing. Members have helped raise over 10 million quid for pets in need. So what's not to like? And if you have a kitten-related question you'd like to put to our panel, please email it to kittenpodcast at petsathome.co.uk. And finally, if you've enjoyed this episode, why not like and subscribe and share it with all your kitten-owning friends? And um, I hope you join us next episode. And finally, happy Christmas, everyone! Hurrah! (laughs) 